0: Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. So I'm Emma. I'm the eldest of four siblings, and I grew up just down the road in Black Rock. Um, I grew up Catholic and was very into the religion as a child. Around the time that I was in my late teens, early 20s, um, I turned away from the Catholic Church, as a few things didn't sit quite right with me. The Church was full of statues and idols, praying to saints, and the opulence in the Vatican. I did still have a belief in God, though. In 2009, due to my disgust with the Ryan Report, which detailed the child abuse within the Catholic Church, I formally defected from the Church before canon law was changed in 2011 to prevent people from doing this anymore. I'm not really sure what my exact views were from my 20s to mid-30s, but I definitely thought that organized religion was everything that was wrong with the world. During this time, I gradually got sucked into the spiritual but not religious life. My big ambition for years was to train as a yoga instructor and hold yoga retreats. I got a qualification in Reiki, which is a type of energy healing. I did meditation courses and believed in the universe and gave thanks to the universe rather than God. But God, the God, had another plan for my life and things changed very quickly for me in the year 2020 and there are two key Tuesdays in this story on one Tuesday I was discussing how ridiculous Christianity was the following Tuesday I had just about come to terms with the fact that I was now a Christian (laughs) even though I was to borrow a phrase from C.S. Lewis the most reluctant convert in all of Ireland so this is what happened In October 2020, my beloved dad, John, had come home to live out his last few weeks with terminal cancer. He was a deeply faithful Christian, as is my mother, Joan, and they both attended Hope Baptist Church in Dundrum. And I'd like to give their prayers, their lifelong prayers for me, some credit in this change in my heart. Um, Dad had spent years writing a book about the significance of certain numbers in the Bible, but he hadn't had a chance to get it published before his terminal diagnosis. He still wanted someone to proofread it, and as I had edited a book for him before, he asked me would I do it. I was fully aware that his real agenda was to get me to read it and thereby convince me that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. Um, I agreed to do it anyway, as I was a thousand percent confident that my beliefs in the universe wouldn't be in any way affected by what I basically considered to be fairy tales. Spoiler alert, things did not go as planned. So I started off reading his book, and I was soon rolling my eyes and laughing to myself at how a grown man, a doctor, a man of science could believe all this. I apologize for what I'm saying here, but this is what I was thinking at the time. Um, But during the editing process, I started to have this intrusive, unwelcome thought that this is all true. I have no idea what words I was reading at the time, but I suddenly realized that it was all real. The Bible, Jesus, God, Satan, hell, all of it. I tried to ignore it. I repeated to myself over and over what I believed about the universe, trying to drown out the truth that I did not want to hear. I had thought my beliefs were rock solid. I was so content and so happy with them. The way I experienced life felt beautiful, and I had neither a need nor a desire to change it. But it was too late. My seemingly rock solid worldview had crumbled into dust, and I couldn't reconstruct it no matter how hard I tried. Um, I struggled for days. I cried while lying on the floor, begging for this not to be happening to me. I wrote pages of journal entries about how much I didn't want to be a Christian and my many, many valid reasons for this. I even hoped it was just a phase, a way of dealing with my grief about Dad's imminent death, maybe a final, momentous way of impressing him, (laughs) but I knew it wasn't. My logical, scientific brain needed something concrete to let me move forward with this seemingly baseless faith that had sprung out of nowhere. So I quickly turned to the internet and started to frantically do my research. Firstly, I looked for stories about atheists who became Christians. I needed to know that my spontaneous 180 was not just me losing my mind. Um, So I found C.S. Lewis's story of his conversion and realized this was a thing that had and could happen to someone without any effort on their part. Then I found an article that listed out the evidence for the resurrection, which I'd never heard before. I particularly found it very compelling that all the disciples, bar John, died horrific, torturous deaths for their belief in the resurrection of Jesus. Nobody dies like that for something they know or even suspect to be a lie. And then there is the story of Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus, a man who went from killing Christians to preaching Jesus' message until his death through more troubles than one can imagine. I had heard enough. It was time to look for a church. So just to show you how quickly it happened, um, this transformation from a mocker and scoffer to Ireland's most reluctant convert, I looked back at my journals while I was writing this testimony just to make sure I wasn't making it all up. But yeah, here are the significant events 24th of October 2020. So that day, I mentioned that I was discussing with Dad about our respective spiritual views and what we agreed and disagreed on. While I had no problem with Jesus, I didn't believe that He was the only way to the truth. Less than two weeks later, I'd started editing Dad's book, and I write I disagreed with his views, but concluded that, oh well, he's got the right to free speech. (laughs) On the 10th of November, one of the Tuesdays I referred to earlier, I remember discussing with my uncle, who was visiting Dad at home, how insane my dad's belief in Christianity was, especially for someone so smart. But that weekend, four days later, I write about how my mind is being opened to the Bible, Christianity, much as I am loath to admit it. The next Sunday, I am confused, and I cannot stop thinking about Christianity. I write extensively about how and why I do not want this, and I do not want to be a Christian. But I admit that I know that even if I try to ignore it, I am not going to shake this feeling. Which brings us to the second Tuesday in my story, one week after the first one with my uncle, the 17th of November, I seem to have settled down into an acceptance of Christianity of sorts, is what I wrote. I mentioned my research on the resurrection and how the evidence is overwhelmingly in favor of it happening. So now I'm curious and kind of excited. And then nine days later on 26th of November, I found CCC's website and started following online during the COVID pandemic. So it was quite a whirlwind. So so what has it meant for me since that dramatic and unexpected start? The process of the Holy Spirit working to change my heart has been fascinating. After I first gave in to being Christian, I felt a tension between two things. On one hand, I was being told that all you have to do to be saved is believe that Jesus is Lord. So, okay, fine, I can tick that box. I don't have to change anything else, right? But no, on the other hand, there was all these rules I had to follow, ways that I was meant to behave if I was a true believer, or at least that's how it felt. So which one was it? But I think I get it now. I remember my mum telling me, way before any of this happened, when I questioned her about it, that if you truly believed in Jesus, then your heart would be changed by the Holy Spirit and a life of sin wouldn't be appealing. This is what I feel happened to me. Over the last two years, so many of my beliefs and all ways of being have fallen by the wayside. Some things I gave up easily, some things took the best part of those two years for me to let go. Some things were so central to my identity for so many years that there was a grieving process after letting them go. Every month seems to bring a new struggle or question about which I argue with God for a while. I am yet to win one of these debates and I have a feeling that my losing streak will continue indefinitely. (laughs) Um, Being such a new Christian, I feel like I now see life through a split screen. I see life through a Christian lens, but I also remember what I thought of Christianity and how it looked as an unbelieving outsider. It's true that the gospel either repels or attracts. The evil one works hard to keep the good news from making its way to the hearts of those who aren't yet saved through Christ. For example, before, if I saw a comment on the social media in which someone was referring to anything to do with Christianity, like praying to God, thanking Jesus, mentioning Bible verses, it would make me roll my eyes and cringe, or it would annoy me. If someone had references to being Christian in their Instagram bio, bio, it would lessen the chances of me following them. Whereas now, I find it really encouraging to see other believers in the comment sections. I admire people's bravery for publicly declaring their Christianity on the internet, because I know what type of backlash that can invite. Um, Also, the media I consume has changed hugely. I listen to sermons and podcasts about Jesus. I can't get enough of them. I read books about Christianity. I'm working my way through the Bible, and I also attend this Sunday service and our study group, and I love spending time with other believers. And I really wish I could explain to you how shocked 2020 Emma would be to hear me say any of that. (laughs) On a more abstract level, things that used to bother me don't matter so much anymore. I don't need to put myself first in every situation. I don't need to get the best share or the best seat or best of anything or to worry about what others think of me so much. I still want to do something in my life, but not for personal gain or to prove myself to others, but because I don't want to waste the many blessings that have been bestowed on me by our majestic Father God. And that brings me right up to this moment of baptism. Now is the right time to take this step, to publicly declare my commitment to following Christ and to start afresh with a clean slate. So thank you for listening to my story.